Drugs. Check. Flats. Check. Engine. Check. Navi made. Check. We are going. Okay, boys. Correct. So they have these big awards. Uh, thousands of colleges, co college programs send in tapes for various show types. We were in the running. We were national finalists for best comedy program, and we ended up winning. Yeah, how'd that happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> standards yes. must be slipping a little bit. This is our first post-award show. Let's see if it lives up to the name of best comedy program in the nation. It definitely won't. I can say <laughs> that. <already. laughs> the pressure is on, but. Uh, Starting our championship victory tour, let's get started with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. All right, starting off, I have, because we're always talking about the Raising Arizona child endangerment <laughs> stories, I have a man left his baby in, a, in an illegally parked car and a Chicago worker towed them away. <laughs> the dad was charged with child endangerment. <laughs> Nice. So a man is facing charges a couple weeks ago, back in February, after he left his five-month-old baby in an illegally parked car that was towed away by a Chicago tow truck driver who did not see the baby <laughs> in the car seat. Nice. Um, so he parked his car in a cab zone in front of a fire hydrant. And the tower people were like, that's illegally parked. We got to tow it away. And he left the baby in the car when he went inside the store. And moments later, the city streets and sanitation worker towed it away. And the dad came out not long after because, of course, he was just he was just parking there temporarily just, just to run in. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he runs out and frantically calls 911, discovering that his car is missing. Um uh, and apparently the tow driver didn't notice the baby because it was sitting in one of those rear-facing car seats mm. and the windows to the car were tinted. So moral of the story, don't <laughs> drive tinted car windows. <laughs> don't, drive. Don't, drive, don't drive tinted car windows, people. Yep. <laughs> don't drive cars with tinted windows. Don't drive windows. cars or you know, tinted car windows. Like when, you're another, when you're another driver, it's always hard to see if they're motioning for you to take your turn to cross the street. Mm. Same with your pedestrian. They're just all around annoying. It's, this is yet another reason to not have tinted car windows. They look really cool, though. Yeah, I think it's funny. The dad was probably like, yeah, you know, they'll never tow this car. There's a baby inside. And then <laughs> I don't think he thought that far into it. I don't know. He might have. Um, yeah. So, yes, they were able to find the car with the baby crying inside. Um, the car is about to be pulled into the lot. The baby is in the car. The baby is crying, <laughs> said an officer over the radio. Could you imagine if the baby had to, like, grow up in the car? It'd be like Junkyard Baby. It'd, it'd be like Mowgli <laughs> from the Jungle Book. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah, learn how to like forage for his own food. Yeah, and he'd be raised by the junkyard rats and dogs. Yeah, so at first there was a little bit tr of trouble because they didn't have any keys to the car. So it could have it could have gotten really serious because I don't think there's any food in the car for that baby. But the baby was later reunited with the father, checked out by paramedics, everything was okay. Um, and apparently the police patted down the man before they let him into the ambulance with the child. <laughs> I think they were suspicious. And they said the man will be charged with misdemeanor child endangerment. And they're reporting the incident to the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. So Ooh. 
when you're a future parent, if you're, I should say, if you guys are future parents, don't leave your kids in the car, even why, for one why, minute. Why did you change from when to if? Hmm. Well, you know, I don't know. Judging from my interactions with you guys on this show, you know, I thought it would be safer to say if than when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on from that irrecoverable burn. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, right? We're going to talk about a Zillow listing that went viral. So a California home in South Lake Tahoe was listed on Zillow and recently went viral. The house, listed for $650,000, was built in the 1960s and appears to have never been renovated. The house boasts huh. period furniture and appliances, as well as female mannequins in every room. Ew. What's worse is that the house has a ugly green shag carpet and popcorn ceiling. The house has been sold as is, so anyone purchasing will presumably have to deal with the hideous carpet and popcorn ceilings. <laughs> House I like been... the sound of popcorn ceiling. They're it's like nasty. Did no. you ever no. see those popcorn shirts like at Walmart? Oh my gosh. That they came no. in a really tiny package. Yes, they could get this was a thing up. back in like the 80s, wasn't it? Or 70s yes. Well, it was a thing like in the 2000s too. Well, it kind of came back for Walgreens. a little bit, yeah. The 2000s was very kind to the 80s. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the house has been listed several times over the past 13 years, but never sold. It must be that ugly green carpet. <laughs> Not the mannequins. Not the mannequins. Not yeah. the mannequins. <laughs> not the mannequins. Or not the fact that it hasn't been renovated in in how many years is this? Like sixty years? Yeah. Sixty years, Close. yeah. Well that's I think the part that's the most shocking to me is the mannequins. Like mm-hmm. popcorn ceiling, green shag, like that's stereotypical for the sixties. But mm-hmm. how common is it to have women mannequins in every Well, room? this is this is Wait, is that not normal? You you don't? <laughs> huh. Weird. Anyway, this is one time when I wish that we did have a visual element to our show because the pictures of these are absolutely whack. Like, I, there are several dozen of these women mannequins in the house, and they are all dressed to the nines, and they're posed in different positions. And some of them are, like, sitting on furniture, leading up against the walls. Like, they're in the kitchens, the bathrooms. Well, oh, there's wow. only one they're kitchen. they're really but... tall. They're all, like, wearing prom dresses. Yes, and they're life-sized. So, yeah, you should, to our listeners, you should look up Lake Tahoe home with mannequins and, and if you have yeah. $650,000 like, you can buy, buy it, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this okay is have like... you guys ever seen that one episode of uh uh what's the show uh Twin Peaks no this is kind of like Twin Peaks no, this is Twin also kind of looks like Silence of the Lambs Twilight Zone yes oh with that, the mannequins the yeah. one episode of the Twilight Zone with the oh. mannequins oh, yeah no. yes I, um, I thought about that I also thought about in Indiana Jones where they go to the mannequin house yeah and speaking of mannequins actually um Wax celebrity statues mingling with guests at New York City Steakhouse. Ooh. Tasty. So Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> what? Wax? Is <laughs> that a steakhouse? So Brooklyn, New York's famed Peter Luger Steakhouse has come up with a creative method for dealing with the COVID restrictions there. So Uh-oh. teaming up with uh, Madame Tussauds, the celebrity wax figures mingle with the patrons, promoting the easing of coronavirus pandemic restrictions on indoor dining in New York City. So they've placed the figures all over the restaurant, mimic- mimicking customers and filling empty seats at the bar and at tables, Ew. which I think is kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, so they're basically like people standing there who look real but don't move. Just oh. imagine trying to eat your dinner. It's like those cardboard <laughs> people at like sports games. Except way more So it's like real. Baptists in church. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the guests include Michael Strahan, Jimmy Fallon, Al Roker, and Audrey Hepburn, who 
the article noted, is in her breakfast at Tiffany's mode. Mm, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Well, the funny thing is, like, if you saw Jimmy Fallon in a restaurant in New York, you might think, oh, my gosh, it's Jimmy Fallon. Right. Yeah. That, you can't have the same What is he doing with without Audrey? his mask on and he gets canceled? You can't have the same True. thing with Audrey Hepburn. No. <laughs> but you'd be like, it's oh, Audrey look, Hepburn, it's Jimmy Fallon. The dead. <laughs> well, you, know, you see Jimmy Fallon, it's like, oh, it's Jimmy Fallon. Oh, he's fake. Well, he's fake in real life, so. <laughs> Burn. Not so, but else. they didn't even have a Joe Biden one in there? No, they they had a Joe Biden statue, but it was promptly removed after customers complained about his hairy legs. <laughs> but don't. So you could actually take pictures of the Biden statue in a hair sniffing pose, but it had a sign that read, must be this young to enter. <laughs> <laughs> so the million dollar question, I guess, is, is this creepy or is it cool? Would you go eat there? I don't know that I would want to. I think I'd rather empty tables. It's kind of weird to be eating around a bunch of mannequins. Would you go for the Instagram clout, though? They could be like, oh, look who stopped by my lunch. It's Joe Biden. What? To go for the Instagram clout of, oh, it's Mm -hmm. Joe Biden? Yeah. It's not actually Joe Biden. Someone probably tried that. I'm not going to lie on Instagram. Just eating dinner with Jimmy Fallon. Just (laughs) on a date with Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I don't know who would want to be on a date with Jimmy Fallon. His wife. Wait, isn't he married? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not a bragging right then. I don't know. Okay. I'd go on a date with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, if you're listening to this, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, and Jimmy Fallon is married. But I'm willing to bet that he dated at some point, and when he dated, he had to break up with somebody, or he was broken up with. And there are some people who like to come up with clever breakup lines, because, you know, what the heck, why not? Uh, you know, you It's only... good to have some in your back pocket mm-hmm. when you're turning a guy down, I will say that. that it's that... good to know, mm-hmm. go, you know, you don't want to go into a date knowing that you're going to end it, mm-hmm. but the better refusals right. happen when you know that. Better have it and not need it then. Need it and not have it. Yeah. So I, I've had some of my fair share of both, I'd say. Okay. So we've come up with some Hillsdale-specific breakup lines for some of you out there who may be trying to end a relationship or trying to, you know, break some poor guy's heart. We've got the lines for you. So I guess we'll just go around the table. I'll read the first one, and we'll just head on down the line. So uh, Hillsdale-related here. First one is, I don't know what the good is, but it sure ain't you. <laughs> I feel like this one is great for females um, towards the men of this campus. It's not you. It's your GPA. Ooh. Yeah, because the women's GPA is so much higher on average. It's like a tenth of a point, GPA. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just feel like women care more, would care more. Like, would, you, would a guy break up with a girl because of her GPA? Yes. Yeah. Okay. At Hillsdale? Are you kidding me? Yeah, 100% Hillsdale. Oh, yeah, totally. This is so specific. <laughs> I would not break up with a guy over their GPA unless it was like, you're not driven, you're failing your class. A one point, yeah. Yeah, so then it would be like, it's a bigger problem than specifically GPA. True. Right. This one uh, I can relate to. Um, I'm confused <laughs> if I'm dating you or your entire sorority. Ooh. I'm breaking up with both. Nice. <laughs> that is fantastic. You have to come over and meet my sisters. All 400,000 of them. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so much fun. You want to come over for lunch and eat a dry salad on a styrofoam plate? I do that. Oh, it's it's pizza night. You know, we have have little pieces of naan (laughs) with a couple pieces of melted cheese on it. Some guys will do anything to get in a sorority house. That is true. You know, 
there's an easy way to get into sorority houses. It's called work for maintenance. Am I right, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> well, let me tell you, as someone that did a collegiate article on the different meals and all the um, Greek houses, mm-hmm. I went to each of them. ATO's chef by far makes the best food. Oh, that was one of the best dinners I've had in Hillsdale. Wow. So forget about getting into sorority houses. Go visit your fraternity friends. This one. Are you listening, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's great. Are you the chapel? Because you're way too expensive for my budget. <laughs> or, that calls out so many people right there. They really do. Yeah, yeah it's when you're dating a Catholic. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Speaking seriously. of other groups on campus that can be problematic, you're like a Simpson boy during homecoming. Really loud and annoying. It's so true. It hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when they, they broke the glass on that table in the yeah. union. Oh, they like, did? Four of them oh almost stepped word. on my computer walking over the table I was doing homework on. Yeah. Oh. they yeah. yeah. Simpson and homecoming is like disaster. The thing is, I feel like the upperclassmen work really hard for it. The annoying ones are like the freshmen, like at the beginning of the week or mm-hmm. before the week, where it's like, you haven't done anything yet. You've just coincidentally been placed in simpson you've just inherited this yeah you have no right to be that hype yeah like you've, yeah. you've done nothing well they need someone to do the grunt work you know they the freshmen they get them all riled up and they they use them they yeah. keep them up all night to write uh thank you cards yeah well, this one's great um you're not as aristotle said contributing in some constitutive way to my overall eudaimonia which means happiness exactly so basically, you're you're not making me happy. You're not making me happy anymore. in any meaningful or way. Or you could just you know cut to the chase and say I'm dropping you like 8 a.m. physics. Ooh, <laughs> burn! Kick that, that one boy to the curb. I feel like that one would work really well against Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He has, he has a little bit of experience with dropping 8 a.m. physics. I you? do have <laughs> a little really? bit of experience. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, first semester freshman year dropped 8 a.m. Well, because I already had uh, physics credits from high school, and so I didn't really need the class, and so I was like, I'm gonna drop that boy. <laughs> oh well I, I i don't know if i can ever use that one because i didn't drop either a semester of 8 a.m physics no. Ooh, i never had 8 a.m physics so i had 10 a.m physics so. Ooh, i had 8 15 calculus 2 <laughs> i have an 8 a.m every day of the week this semester so get on my level ooh, th- ooh, that's good i actually like 8 a.m's i like morning classes because you get them out of the way and you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And uh, we're going to talk about spring break because that's happening next week, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Woo. I'm, yeah. I'm Note, to our, Note to our fans, we will be gone next week on spring break. No show. So, yeah, no show for two weeks. But we'll be back. And before then, we've got some great suggestions for you on spring break destinations. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I mean, people know all about, you know, super crazy party spring break spring break spots like cancun tijuana panama city uh (laughs) destin (laughs) miami all these places right yeah um but i feel like there's a few places that just kind of fly under the radar that college students should look at a little bit more carefully for uh for a real party atmosphere oh yeah a rocking time yeah right so here are some travel reviews from this year's hottest hottest destinations right detroit michigan a spring break guaranteed to stop your heart this reviewer says, 10 out of 10. It's to die for. <laughs> Detroit actually is the most dangerous city in the world. Or in, in, in the U.S., anyway. Oh, it's like the world. I can think of a couple. <laughs> Honestly, in the world, I would, I would yeah, They're in the running. But Baltimore, Maryland. Very educational. I learned that in the time it takes a traffic light to change, 
Two men can put your car on blocks and steal your tires. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Like they're, they're stupid fast. Like you know, you stop and they'll jack your car up and brr, 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 <laughs> steal your tires and whoop, they're gone. They should work for yeah, NASCAR. I've been <laughs> to Baltimore quite a few times. And that's never happened to me. But now that I think about it, I'm always walking around. <laughs> <laughs> because your tires got stolen and you can't drive. Next thing you know, you're going to get roofied, put on blocks, and your shoes are going to be gone <laughs> when you wake up. <laughs> Ooh, what about Portland, Oregon? The only city where spring breakers look like the normal people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, another great spot. Salem, Massachusetts. 2.5 out of 10. My girlfriend got lynched after calculating our tip in her head. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to 10. Found out they don't burn witches anymore. Wish I'd known this before bringing my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, San Francisco, California. Needed to patch a pair of pants I tore on the trip. Had no problem finding a needle. <laughs> just uh, look under their overpasses. Yeah. yeah. Just look oh on the street. <laughs> Ask about, a homeless guy. What about Guantanamo Bay, Cuba? I learned there is a big difference between paddleboarding and waterboarding. <laughs> The yep. hospitality was fantastic. They literally wouldn't let us leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, my spring break destination will be Tennessee, going home, and probably watching a lot of movies because movies are my love language. Um, speaking of movies, our next segment will have to do with movies. So you're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And now our producer, Josh, will be hosting us on a game show, guess the movie from its awful review. That's right. I went out and found some uh, just wonderful reviews, raving of uh, over these movies. <laughs> these are all from uh, professional reviewers, actually, who went out and uh, watched the movies. They do this kind of thing for a living. So let's get started. <laughs> all right. The story has no center. The duck is not likable, and the costly, overwrought, laser-filled special effects that conclude the movie are less impressive than a sparkler on a birthday cake. George... Star Wars Lucas supervised the production of this film, and maybe it's time he went back to making low-budget films like his be best picture, American Graffiti. Oh, my goodness. The Duck. Is it Howard the Duck? Ah, it is Howard the Duck. Oh, George Lucas directed that? Huh. He supervised the production of this film. Oh, Interesting. I don't okay. even know okay, what that, that is. Yeah. It's a very bad movie. It is okay. very bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character recommend. in like the MCU or something. Yeah. Something okay, like so Nick has one point, and the rest of us have zero. Correct. All right, next uh, review. I've had mosquito bites that were more passionate than this undead, unrequited, and altogether unfun pseudo-romantic riff on Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my goodness. Wait, what? <laughs> There's so many riffs on Romeo and Juliet, I mean, it Juliet, could be, though. like, Titanic. It could That's be true. West Side Story. I feel like it could be Twilight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it not Twilight? It is Twilight. Oh! oh! Caleb! Got nice. it. I like how she, uh, this person alluded to the uh, the bite of mosquito, like sucking the blood. Yeah. Oh. And, then, and then undead. That's, that's, that's right. That's kind of wow. what made me think of it, yeah. yeah. That's good. Th that's that's a pretty good, good review. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, hey, the review is better written than it. the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More thought went into that writing, yeah. 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 All right, next one. This is a movie about how words aren't cool, but you can still expect a girl to fall at your feet in response to mild wordplay. Please keep up or throw whatever device you're reading this on into the ocean. Send me a postcard. Tell me what it's like to be free. Words are cool. Man, this could be literally anything. Yeah. Ten things I hate about you. 
Wordplay. Is this the fault in our stars? No. A movie about how words aren't cool. Words aren't cool. Hmm. I feel like it has to be like about a about someone who can't talk. Successful writer. Someone who can't mm. talk. Is this like a well-known movie? Uh, pretty well-known. It was a uh, it when it uh it came out, everybody was really excited about it, and then it just flopped. Huh. Huh. But it came out in like the last five years. Okay. And about how words aren't cool. And everyone was excited, and then it just flopped. I am like totally stumped. Yeah, this is definitely not the kind of movie that I would watch. Yeah, same. <laughs> it was, this one was difficult. This one was the emoji movie. Oh, oh. Yeah. people were excited about that. Yeah, I always I thought it looked so. stupid. Yeah, wow. Wow. me too, honestly. But dang it, words aren't cool emojis. That makes uh, sense. That, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Should have got that one. I think that review was almost as bad as the movie itself. <laughs> Oof. All right, here's the next one. The movie is symptomatic of a social attitude that might be called the security of incompetence. There's something reassuring about a bad movie that doesn't ask you to think or feel or even pay attention. We can all be happy D-minus students huddled together in communal self-disgust in a D-minus world. <laughs> well, Holy cow, he killed it. I feel like this one's like Batman v Superman or something like that. <laughs> it definitely... Is this a Transformers movie? No. Could Maybe you it's, it's repeat the like, Diary of, them, like... of a Wimpy Kid or something. <laughs> It's uh, symptomatic of a social attitude that might be called security of incompetence. We can all be D-minus students huddled together in self-disgust in a D-minus world. Security of incompetence. Can you give us another clue? Uh, five really famous comedians. Uh, it was a very dumb show. It's a show. Not dumb a show, sorry, dumber? a movie. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> five famous comedians and yeah. a really dumb I feel like I'm not going to even know what Yeah, what, what is this? These are all really highbrow. Uh, this one's uh, Grown Ups. Uh, oh. Movies aren't very high, bro. Yeah, the reviews. Wow. Awful. Wow. We are not doing well here. No, guys. we're we not. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's sitting on top at one. I think no, I'm tied, with, no, tied with Oh, two. yeah, because we've got one too. Yeah. Twilight. You got That's Twilight. Right. <laughs> All right, final one. All right, here we go. I know my Twilight. <laughs> I'll admit, I've been dreading the thought of trying at all explain this mo- the plot of this movie, even in broad, simple terms. I honestly had anxiety dreams last night about this moment. It's like staring at a projected kaleidoscope for two and a half hours and then trying to sell- tell someone about the plot. Doctor Strange? <laughs> oh, that's uh, what I was thinking, the kaleidoscope, uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, so it's a really bad movie, I'm guessing. <sighs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> what tipped you off? <laughs> Is it, oh, um, the... Second Spider-Man? No. The, with Tom Holland? Because you know there's all those like projections. No. Huh. Somebody did mention uh, the, uh, what is it called? Like the series of these movies already. Yes. What did I say? I don't even remember what I um, said. Ant-Man. Not Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. No. <sighs> Wait, is That's it a is it a Star Wars movie? No. Oh, oh, oh is it uh, that third Thor movie? <laughs> is it a movie, Josh? <laughs> it's it, a movie. Is it this one, this one Avengers? Was, no, it wasn't Avengers. It was it was Transformers the last night. Oh, uh, the one the oh, one I that was just a bunch of hunks of metal uh, beating up on each other, a yes, bunch sir. of explosions. You know? There was literally no plot. Isn't that like literally every Transformers? Wait, movie? what was the first movie that you guessed right, Nick? Uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Okay, so none of the movies on this have I ever seen. Really? Correct. Nice. Well, so. I think you need to get out more. Yeah. Well, maybe get in more. And I started this talking about how movies were my yeah, love Yeah, you claim language. that movies are your love language. They are but my love how language. well do you really not, know movies? But with these were bad reviews, so they were bad movies. Yeah, they were. Mm. 
All right, so now we know Rachel's love language. You learn something new every week on The Loft <laughs> on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We will see you in two weeks. Yeah.